conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Well, earlier this morning we were talking about the economy, and you might remember that conversation with Kevin Lings about the issues in the economy, the fact we're not getting enough money coming into the fiscus at the moment. does mean government may have to cut back on social spending. All of this talks then about why the economy is not growing. One of the policies government has been following for some time is a policy of localization. The idea, I think it's quite a powerful idea, that if you're going to consume things, you should make them here. I mean, it would make sense, wouldn't it? You would think that if we're going to, as South Africans, consume things, we would make them as South Africans. And uh, how often have you heard conversations around chicken, for example, and whether or not we should be helping and promoting our chicken producers or whether we should be making food as cheap as possible, chicken as cheap as possible, by allowing people to import it with no sort of obstacles. Well, in the middle of this, the Centre for Development and Enterprise suggests that localization, as government is currently implementing it, is hurting our economy. Quite a big claim to make, in a way. And Bernstein is the executive director at the CDE. And good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Seems, and to the listener. It seems obvious that we should con- we should produce what we consume. Why do you disagree with that? Well, on the face of it, you're right. But in fact, the evidence is mounting in the country as to the costs of this approach. And it's not theory anymore. And it's not what's happened in other countries. It's happening here. So what happens essentially is that government is compelling all procurement in the state state and with agreements with with business that you shouldn't buy the cheapest product or the one that suits your needs the best, but you should buy local products. Now, the only reason to not buy local products is that they're not as good as imported products or they're more expensive. So if you have a policy that says you have to buy local, you are protecting local firms. You are not saying... How do we make this economy as efficient as possible so that we can grow it? We're a small economy. We need to become a much greater part of the global economy and find markets for our products. But what we're doing is we're saying, no, we're going to protect local firms across the board in the master plans and throughout the state and incentives to business, and that's going to help us. But in fact, it isn't. There are a number of examples now. Take the CEO of Transnet, a company, an enormous company in big trouble. And the the CEO has said the costs of localization are very difficult for that company, that the local procurement obligations impose an extra cost of 10 to 30 percent, making it impossible for Transnet to compete. We have other examples in energy production where the costs seem to be range from the costs of localization range from 10 to 60 percent for firms. So we're saying on the face of it, this appears to be a good policy, but it really isn't. And it's harming South Africa's economic growth, the expansion of the economy, and that affects jobs. Um, So if we then were to just 
take away the policy completely. So localization no longer is a policy, right? What would be the consequences? And the first consequences, if what you say is correct, is people would go for the cheaper or the best product. And that might be a product from another country. But wouldn't that then mean that we would almost automatically, almost directly as a consequence, have South Africans who lose their jobs? Well, no, I have more faith in South African entrepreneurs than that. The first thing the country should do is fix the environment for business. We have a very costly environment for all firms, big and small, new and old. And we need to fix that. We've got to get the logistics right. We've got to get regulations reduced. We have to listen to what firms are saying. We've got to fix crime. So we've got to make this a much more competitive environment for entrepreneurs. And in that process, we should stop protecting what in effect are inefficient firms. Now, that's in general across the economy. There could be isolated places where we do want to grow a little industry to become bigger and then to export. Let me make one other point, Stephen, because it's important. I didn't understand this sufficiently at first. In an economy like South Africa's, we have to import goods in order to make the things we want to export. Now, if you put greater tariffs on imported goods, you will raise the price of the goods we produce here in order to compete in the global market. And that makes it harder for us to be you know, effective exporters. So this policy and the way it's being implemented across the board is having a detrimental effect in all sorts of ways that if you lifted it, we could start its one step in starting to grow the economy much more efficiently. Um, it w- it c- could this happen in isolation in your view or would it have to be accompanied by, would there have to be other reforms at the same time to help the entrepreneurs you talk about? I mean, if you did this in isolation, wouldn't we feel the pain of sort of unemployment uh, a greater unemployment before we saw what you believe would be the benefit of the sort of stimulus to the other parts of the economy? That's a good question. And the truth is, I don't have the data. I don't think there are data. And it's very hard to get, you know, there's some things we, we can't measure at this point. But we do know from the examples I've quoted and many others that lots of our companies today are saying we can't grow, we can't become more efficient because of localization and the costs of it, you need to free us up. So I I think it is quite possible to free up the economy and say buy the cheapest and the best product that you need and simultaneously fix the environment. There's so many elements to all of this, and I mean, I don't need to tell you that. There's so many things happening, but it seems to me that if you were to propose, I mean, you are proposing this publicly, but there would be huge opposition to this in government. I think people would automatically feel that you're suggesting their jobs should be taken away from them. Well, no, I think that in many ways I'm saying we can create more jobs this way. So what we are saying is, South Africa is running out of money. The Treasury is running out of money. This is going to be an extremely difficult period. The Zondo Commission said that when we procure from the state, we should get the best value for money. We're not. 
we're adding on to that a whole lot of requirements that increase the costs of local products. So we're not, we're saying you, you have to free this up because it's making government procurement and private sector procurement more expensive. That means the companies can't expand and they have to find those costs somewhere else. So we think it's affecting jobs. So also exporters are saying it's harder for them to export if they can't get whatever imports they need to make intermediate goods or final goods for, for export. So the leading economists are saying, is the way to grow South Africa's economy and get more and more jobs is to expand and export as much as possible and free up our own entrepreneurs to be as efficient as possible. We all want a more competitive economy. We want space for new firms, for new black entrepreneurs to come into the economy. And we, we're making our economy with, you know, who are the people who can lobby the hardest for protection? It's big companies. That makes it harder for smaller companies to come in. And we know for sure that if government procurement got more value for money, this would be good because you could allocate that money to other services that the state needs to provide. So uh, overall, we're saying this is better for all South Africans. Of course, not individual firms, particularly bigger firms who might be benefiting from this protection. Anne Bernstein, thank you. Executive Director at the Centre for Development and Enterprise. An interesting view. Uh, a view perhaps contrary to what many people will believe and understand about economics. Very interested in what you think on 86